Hi, I'm Connor Byrne, and this is That's What I Call Marketing, the podcast where you will hear from the leading lights in the marketing world and listen to their unique insights. Well, today we are not here to talk about macro themes. No, we are here getting all festive, talking all things Christmas with two exceptional marketers. Before I introduce them to you, just a reminder to subscribe wherever you are listening or watching so you never miss an episode of That's What I Call Marketing again. And of course, if you enjoy this episode, please give us a rating. Look, it's Christmas. Why wouldn't you? Um, just thanks a million to The Indialist who are sponsoring today's episode. And as if you don't know already, The Indialist is where you'll find the greatest freelance talent and fractional marketing leaders in the country. Check out theindialist.ie. A special thanks to TBWA Dublin, who are hosting us in the location today, and Oranges and Lemons, who have set up the full production for us. So, here we go, on to my two brilliant guests today. Well, first up is Emer McCarthy. Now, Emer was one of my very early guests on season one of That's What I Call Marketing, and was such a hugely popular guest, more popular than Paul Durbin. I had to have her back. <laughs> Emer is one of the greatest advertisers, not only in this country, but she ranks up there with the best in the world. She's built strong brands at O2, 48, Betfair, Paddy Power, and is now, now is in Diageo. Emer, thanks for coming back. Great to have you here. Next up is Paul Mallon. Paul started out as a journalist and became well known as head of mischief and later head of brand advertising at Paddy Power. At Paddy Paul had the knack of creating campaigns that stuck and were bolder than the Christmas jumper he's wearing today. <laughs> TV spots with uh, Peter Crouch, Colomini, Cantona, and the famous Rainbow Laces campaign. And after mastering the art of grabbing attention at Paddy, Paul has taken his talents to Lucky General for Lucky Generals, where he heads up special ops. So, Paul, thanks a million for joining us. Great to have you here. Lovely thanks to for having us. What an intro. God. I know, what an intro. <laughs> Play you later. Uh, right, let's get into everything we want to talk about today. And Christmas ads is a huge topic for us to talk about. Um, let's start with, if you're okay, John Lewis. It's kind of the... Maybe not the thing that started the whole Christmas ad thing, but it, it definitely has become the owner, maybe, of, of Christmas advertising. What, Emer, did you think of their Christmas ad this year? I really liked it. Um, I know it's it's divisive. Um, some love it or hate it. I liked it. I And I liked it for, look, it was a poison chalice um, to win that account. And I think they did a good job. I think the music's deadly. Yeah. Um, and I think the music saves it. Um, and yeah, I think, look... But what I will say this year is that the other brands are definitely catching up on John Lewis. And I, uh, what I would say is whilst I like it, I would say it wasn't the best ad this Christmas, which is nice to hear, right? Yeah. Um, it's nice that there is some competition out there, but I don't think it's a bad ad. Yeah. yeah. Paul, what's wow. your view on that? Oh, it's just not a bad ad. Uh, do you know what? Just, <laughs> on, on, <laughs> tough crowd, isn't it? Like, just on the John Lewis thing, like we've got John Lewis playlist on Spotify. And our kids ask to hear the John Lewis ads or see the old John Lewis ads. And that's like an okay. incredible dent mm. in culture, isn't it? Like, so they've done an incredible job with their advertising over the years. And WhatsApp was buzzing on it before and like trade publications or email in the morning looking for reaction and all that. So they've, they've made an incredible job of it. And the new agency, like who wouldn't want to crack at that? They've, you know, taken it on. I love the madness of it. Yeah. You know, um, I love the line, let your traditions grow. It's a mm. lovely line. Um, Kind of would have liked to see Snapper eat the dog at that point. <laughs> or, or when he barfs out the presents at the end, it's like, oh, it would be fun if he'd just eaten the presents. Like, you know, uh, I like the madness of it. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, compared to the other 
ads, and I've kind of said this about John Lewis before, like the ads are these epic things. Yeah. And then you got, you previously would have gone to John Lewis at Heathrow mm. and they don't bring the brand through the experience yeah. as much. So you got this beautiful epic ad shouting about what a great brand you are. And then you arrive in John Lewis, you don't quite get that in the way other brands perhaps bring their brand through their products. And mm. that. So I'd be quite critical of that. And then just the coding of John Lewis through it, you know, it could yeah. maybe have been others following a similar storytelling pattern. Just as a client looking at the ad, and I have an awful habit of doing this, which is <laughs> retro briefing it and yeah. going, <laughs> and going. I know what they bought there, and I see the the snapper, and I'm like, and throwing out the presents, yeah. and I, and as the client, I'm like, oh, I'm I can throw in all all of my products. my products, um, and I don't think they used it enough in that way. Like, I think if he could have spat out some pro this year's most wanted, yeah, um, I think it would have worked a little bit harder for them. Um, but yeah, I can see it as a client. I'm watching it going, oh, I see why they bought that snapper because it could work as a device, it'd yeah. be a hard working device for them. Yeah. And I guess on that maybe device, if, if they use it over and over again, and like you're saying, you know, I, and I don't know, did it show up in store or did it not? The Poison Chalice thing, I think, is, is interesting. Mm. You mentioned it there, like for an agency to win John Lewis is, I'm sure, like high fives all round. Yeah. And then as all good agencies, like, oh shit, now we've got to go do it. To do the like, work. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's hard. It's a hard yeah. one to get. It is. And I think it was brave in mm. some respects. I think the music's brave. Um, I think music's really good and it does cut through. Um, I guess they could have played it safe and gone, you know, yeah. very traditional. Well yeah. it's, it's, they customise the track, isn't it? It's, it's done for the ad, is oh, it? Oh, is it? I didn't know. I might be making it up, but I thought it was. It um, wrecks my head. I don't like the music at all. But, I uh, like it, yeah. only because it's different yeah. and it's distinctive. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, I think it, it adds an energy to the ad and it could have gone down the road of, you know, the Penguin, or yes. which was over-sentimental and beautifully scored. But... I just thought it was brave yeah. and um, yeah, I, I don't think it's a buy. I liked it. Yeah. That, I mean, that was done, I think. So I, I think that was the, the genius move was to not do what they'd, they'd done before. Or, yeah. Um, and take it on just enough. Yeah. yeah. Probably without throwing out everything. Yeah. And we're sure the dog didn't die in the end. Like, did we see the dog <laughs> after that moment? I hope there's a cut to the dog. <laughs> Directors. You know, the snapper yeah, taking out the dog would be good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Right, so we want some of the other kind of most talked about ads this year. Amazon was up there as being a really talked about ad. Um, what was your take on it, Emer? Cards on the table. It's my favourite ad this Christmas. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. so scratch um, that question There you out. go, there you go. <laughs> um, no, I, I absolutely, the first time I saw that ad, I reminded it. Um, oh, wow. And I think, yeah, it's got so much going for it. Um, as a, uh, I'm retro briefing again, but as the client, I'm look, I, I'm, I'd be delighted because there's a, there's a moment of truth in that ad. There's, a, I see a product UX. I'm like, wow, they've even weaved that in. Yeah. You know, there's the the delivery. There's the opening of it. There's so in terms of you know a product experience, I think they've captured it all. But in such and 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 the way great brands do it, which is apply a story to their product yeah. um, and really like it, like we should always be doing that like why do we only do that for Christmas Yeah, um, we seem to throw everything out and go back to yeah. hard sell come good advertisements for life not just for Christmas exactly and it takes the best bits of Amazon applies yeah. a beautiful story to it um, and I uh, yeah branding wise it, emotion wise I thought it was really really strong and I, we spoke about this off camera but for me 
uh, the best bit is about that ad, and it's not really being spoken about, is the music. Yeah. Um, because if I'd have paid, like it's the Beatles, and we couldn't think off camera what other brands had no. used. I'm sure, I'm sure there are, but... John Lewis. Is it? Is John, John, John Lewis, Lewis uh, Elbow did a cover of Golden Sunburst oh, okay. uh, ah, from yeah. Oz Monster, um, didn't they? That's yeah. right. Um, but yeah, I think a Beatles track, like, and I'd be the first client to be guilty of this. I know I would be, which is, you know, if I'd have just paid John and Paul, you know, that amount of money, I would want that track banging in the first five seconds yeah, and get everything. Yeah. But it is the way they've treated the song. It is played out very slowly, very beautifully. And actually you hear the first few chords and you're like, is that the Beatles? And you've got to wait till about 10 seconds in before you go, it is the yeah. Beatles yeah. and it's beautiful. Um, so I think that the way they've treated the song um, and, and kudos to the creative director on this, to not rush in and go, look, we've got the Beatles yeah. um, is such a, was such a brave thing to do. Um, so yeah, that is my favorite ad this Christmas. Well, well, there was there was kind of criticism probably a bit unfair, but maybe in media or marketing circles, people were like, oh, we don't like this ad. And like, yeah. did you pick up any of that? Any thoughts on it? Uh, what was the criticism of it? I just like some like marketing people like, I don't really like it. And then system one tested and went like, but human beings do. I think, mm. yeah, like, if you judge your WhatsApp, people are very quick to crap on other people's work. Yeah. It's, it's easy, isn't it, to be Captain Hindsight and go, oh, that's crap about this, that, like, and pick holes and stuff. Um, they've used a gorgeous track, uh, which is half the win, isn't it? And we're saying that maybe they didn't need to do the whole nostalgia look back that just leave the yeah. grannies going down yeah. and, and give it a look or something. Um, the Amazon boxes are in there quite early, which mm. is like, I think some of the criticism might come from people being sick of, I, I thought there'd be a bigger, um, if bigger zag this year where we'd had enough with the maudlin kind of ukulele covers or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. And so when, <laughs> The start of the MS track or the start of the Beatles, when it comes in with a slow, gorgeous song, you're, oh, you, you throw your eyes to heaven a tiny bit, or the cynics right. in this, yeah, throw your yeah. eyes, come on, give us something a bit fresher. Now, the public will tell you a very different story. Yeah. They'll go, I get that's Amazon, that's gorgeous, that reminds me of my granny or your, your mm. parents. Will so, you know, they have a very different story to tell, whereas marketing and advertising people get it, bored very quickly. It does Indeed. joy really well. It, it, it does. Um not to get way down too much, but with everything that's going on in the world, it does joy so well. Yeah. And I think the treatment of the three ladies is fantastic. Um, I think they, their performance is really, yeah. really good. The, the reward at the end for everyone who's watching it is just joy. Yeah. Um, and I think it does it really well with, a you know, applying a joyful story to their product experience, I think is, uh, yeah. Really, we've done really well. You're role. working hard for the Amazon voucher. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. In the post. In the post. Uh, so Amazon, get in touch. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll move on to, to the next one we wanted to chat about. Um, probably enjoyable was, um, Paul, I'll ask you about Asda yeah. and Michael Bublé. Yeah, which they teased out well and obviously follows Will Ferrell on your top. Yeah. Doing, doing the Elf on the Shelf. Not Elf on the Shelf, Elf last That year. started. I'm obsessed with <laughs> Elf on the Shelf. Um, young young children. Uh, Michael Bublé, yeah. And like your defaults on this, like again, being, oh, what are they doing, Michael Bublé? And they teased that this could go horribly wrong. Um, and I thought like 
the best part of it is Bublé's acting and not his singing at the end, yeah. which says something about his acting performance. Really good. But he's actually deadly. In yeah, he's really his, good. His in acting's it. He's, really he's, good. He's really good. It's it's nicely written, and just from a really branding point of view, it's like every two seconds there's a brand cue for Asda, mm. and compared to some of the others, where it's like swap in your product here almost. This is like two seconds as the bit of green, as the as the product person, mm. as the badge, yeah. as the truck, and not in a way like maybe Coca Cola where it's screaming and slapping you in the face. <laughs> it's it's kind of mm. okay. You've got Bublé who does a bit of the work and distracting and nice acting, but it's nicely branded. But the branding it feels natural because it's it's in the shop, yes. it's in the yes. store, yes. Yes. so it's Definitely. not forced into oh let's put green in someone's living room and make it feel like an Asda living room. Yeah. It's in the shop. Um, so it doesn't feel overly forced or in your face. Yeah. I think Michael's... Michael. <laughs> um, <laughs> Michael, would you come in here? <laughs> I think my, Mr. Bublé is um, excellent. His yeah, performance yeah. is deadly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think, uh, yeah, and he's got such... Again, another example of the supermarkets um, doing a great job of showing their product, like you say, every few seconds, yeah. showing it in a beautiful way or through quality. Like Michael's role is is, is brilliant because he's the director of quality, quality or yeah, something yeah. like that. So it's his officer, job yeah. Yeah. to go around the shop and check out the, the quality, like a QC. But as a result, what you're seeing is cleverly the they're showcasing their product in a really lovely way. So again, I think it's another example of... Um, showcasing your product with a lovely story um, and when they're using talent or celebrity it's being used in a way that cleverly benefits the product yeah. and I think that's a very clever like you know Super Bowl ads get a hard time so some of them are amazing some of them are awful um, and the the really bad ones are the ones that show celebrities where a celebrity where the brand is leading into a celebrity's world rather than a yes. celebrity leaning, leaning into the brand's world. And we used to talk about this in Paddy Power, right? Yeah. Which is, we would, if we were ever using talent, they had to lean into our gas Paddy, yeah. Paddy world. And we weren't going to lean into their beautiful, you know, yeah. professional world. And I think the, the supermarkets have done a brilliant job at this, this, that this year. I think Michael Bublé is a brilliant example of using talent in a way that showcases benefits and... Um, brings the best out of your product yeah. rather than the other way around. It didn't feel like they had, like, we have Michael Bublé, what will we now What do? are we going to do with him? Yeah. 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 He had a role in the yeah. ad. Yeah. Um, the role was clever in that it enabled him to view all of, the, even the clothes lines got a, like the... Yeah, the, the suit he's wearing at the, the end. suit he's and wearing and everything. Everything came back to their product, which I thought was really clever. Yeah. So, yeah, big up to Asda. My only criticism then of Asda is they had a brilliant ad last year with Elf. Yep. And, I like, it was... Everyone loved it. I'm it guessing you amazing. liked it. I loved it. Um, but like, I guess that comes to, we have this thing now with the Christmas ads where it's like, okay, every year there needs to be a new ad. It's a mm. whole industry within itself. And, and it's great and it's enjoyable. Look, we're here talking about it. But Paul, should Asda have stuck with Elf? Uh, it's a yes and no answer in that. I, I don't know like what Asda's enduring brand promises, right? But no, last year they've used big talent this year they've used big talent. And so have they gone down this road of having to use big talent every yeah. year with a new idea, which is an expensive thing. I know why they've done it. Um, brand managers will get bored and want to do a new thing. Agencies may change and agencies want to make money. So they want to do new creative yeah. and freshenings up. 
on the opposite side of that is a brand like Guinness in Ireland who've run the same amazing ad at the home of the black stuff. We dream of a white one every year for God knows how long. And you think of Guinness and you think, yeah. you know, it does an amazing job. So with this year's slew of ads, um, I don't know if there's one that you say, oh, that would run effectively next year. And why not? I think they should make ads that were of, of a five-year, ten-year lifespan. Yeah. Because you know, people don't get sick of ads the way we people do. in marketing do. Yeah. Like 16, is it 16% of people only remember an ad the next day and who it's for? If you apply that to Christmas ads, like in the bookshop in my mind's here this morning, Hannah's bookshop in my mind's, I asked the lads, what Christmas ads have you noticed? Did you? But I said, I think it's all one for John Lewis, but like right. very little recall about who or what or why, you know? Yeah, like it's, and so to, to that point, just pick up, do you think that none or very few of the ads that we've seen this year could probably run again next year? Like, do you think, again, let's pick Asda, could they do Buble again next year? It's same ad, run it again? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Like, okay, save yourself some money. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, at, talk about Coke then. Yes. Because um, they've got, you know, the most iconic Christmas ad up there with the Guinness one. Um, and it runs every year and every year everyone looks forward to it. And once you hear it, it's Christmas, Santi's coming. Um, and then for some reason this year, they ran it alongside another one, yeah. which is Santa every. every, every what is the line? Every every day needs a Santa Claus or, or yeah. something. There's lots of Santas. Yeah. Lots of Santas. And, Santa's and I'd understand yeah. if it was a, you know, um, a, de a derivative of the classic Christmas trucks, but it's not like it's not even the same Santa, I don't think. No. Um, and you're wondering why? It was cancelled. The original Santa was cancelled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like... And the yeah. truck as well. Yeah, and the yeah, trucks. Yeah. And it's yeah. Diesel, like, heavy diesel. Diesel, heavy diesel. The one they have in this year is actually yeah. an EV. Is it? So, yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I can confirm um, that. But yeah, so I, I'm just confused as to why... San oh, Santa. As to why... <laughs> He's going back. Go. Be here in a few weeks. Coke runs their Christmas, uh, that classic, uh, yeah. every year, but still feels the need to support it with something new. Is it to make you know, the headlines, is it for brand geeks like us to talk about? Yeah. I'm not too sure why it is, but like they've liquid gold on their hands um, and I'd rather just play that a whole load more times than try and introduce something new. Yeah, and Kellogg's, I don't know if they still do the little ho-ho-ho girl, yeah. the, you know, but that, that can run forever, even though it's it's aged, it mm. looks of its yeah. time, but like you don't need to change it. No. Yeah. Actually, and we're, while we're on this kind of nostalgia buzz, Paul, you were talking about the radio, Barry's Tea yes. radio mm. ad. I mean, that's been going for Brilliant. maybe at least 15 years, if not yeah. longer. Mm. I haven't heard it on the radio this year, but I've, I've okay. sought it out on YouTube this week because I just wanted to listen to the whole thing again. And it's a minute and a half, I think, of just... It's the tone. Yeah, yeah it is. And the lovely read on it. And just I think you, you have the nostalgia factor in it as well. So I don't know if everybody will remember it, if you recall it, but it was a gorgeous read and a, a gorgeous charm to it. And that, that word charm like is quite important and it's missing in a lot of things as well. It has, has the rampant consumer, consumerism and the full plate of food and the shoving it down our throats. Yeah. And sometimes you need, to, like, like the Barry's ad, which softens the mood mm. and kind of uh, there's a little bit of sadness maybe to it and a little bit of thinking. Pathos. And a, pathos is the word, of course. You'd have, a, um, <laughs> have to look it up. But there, there is that pathos and... Uh, just something different because Christmas isn't gorgeous for everyone and, and you know brings something different brings you to a slightly different place yeah and thinking back and good times and bad like you know that's what I love about the bars yeah. the charm mm. in buckets 
which now co-op this year have kind of done something maybe in that space without oh, getting too yeah. modeling as you said earlier. Yeah. I'm not about them, but if people haven't seen what the co-op work in, in yeah, the so cards on table co-op is Lucky General's client for oh. my work. <laughs> uh, so they had a brief to do something different, and Cope is an amazing organisation because it's a retailer, but it does a funeral care business and insurance. And f since 2016, they've raised about 100 million for community causes, right? So they wanted to shun the kind of big budget TV ads and do something different. So it's about the real spirit of Christmas is community spirit. So let's give the gift of community spirit. So it's about showing that when you shop at Cope, you might go in for an irresistible pizza and a bottle of wine and some table tennis sets for the youth club. Because when you shop there, your money goes towards these right. things. So they're basically donating. If you, whatever's in your wallet, you, you know, your e-wallet for places. So I think people have an average of about a fiver in their wallet. And they're kind of asking people to donate what's in your wallet okay. and we'll match it this Christmas. So let's give the gift of community spirit. But like in a world of kind of CGI and AI and all that, what Co-op and Lucky Generous did was kind of basically photograph these items in incredible detail, so allotments and goalposts and the things that go to the causes, and turn that into a quite um, elegant, lovely at-home campaign and all about yes, the lovely. gift of community spirit, which yeah, we're very proud of. Uh, yeah, it is nice. And it's very it's different. Not, not many have done it. No, this year. we were talking yeah. about that, yeah. right? In terms of it's refreshing to hear something like a brand be somewhat altruistic and um, looking for, I guess looking at the greater good and the bigger scheme of things. And I think if I have one criticism of the Christmas ads this year, I guess looking at, you know, the system one top performers, there's not many in there that are not overly commercial. Yeah. Um, and I think there's space for that. And I think the, the Aldi ad, Aldi or Little. Which one? Kevin Aldi Harris. Kevin Harris, yes. Yeah. Um, I'll have to cut that bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a big, that is a bigger problem for them. Head, like, people, which brand is which? Yeah. You know, they've, yeah. they've got that um, to But the Kevin out. the Carrot ad, I think at the end, the, the final frame of the Kevin the Carrot ad, I did notice a Bernardo symbol down the bottom. And I went, oh, it's not lovely, um, especially like this time of year. Yeah. And I know when you go in there, there you can donate for Bernardo's. So you can buy something and donate it to Bernardo's. Yeah. And I think that's a lovely way. But I would have loved to seen that kind of maybe just hinted at a little bit heavier um, yeah. with the Kevin the Carrot ad, so. It's a hard balance to get It is right very hard, yeah. it can yeah. get very... Um, worthy. Yes, worthy. Mm. And like, again, we talked about it before, like that, the, you know, make sure the brand's product has a role in the ad. And mm. so how does then a cause have a role? And like Co-op's a good example of actually, it, it's what they do. Yeah. So it makes sense. Mm. How do you, like doing that can be really hard and I, I think can, can look Bad, it can look bad when there's also a tension between like we the best Christmas ads are the ones that lift us up and the ones yeah. that take us out of yeah. um, I guess reality or give us that kind of escapism so I, I think there's a place for it and I think maybe the Kevin the Carrot ad has done it really well in yeah. that you know it, it's highly entertaining my kids love it they want a Kevin the Carrot yeah um there's a willy joke. There's a willy well, joke. Yes, let's you have to. There is a willy joke <laughs> in the ad. Thanks, Paul. No um, <laughs> but you told we hadn't seen that. Yeah, you told us about the willy joke. Um, <laughs> love a bit of um, love a bit of pure old humour. There's a big willy. Yeah, there's a, there's, What's the line? What is the uh, line? That's huge willy. That's, that's huge. huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Christ. <laughs> But um, I'm sorry, I'm like, how did that get past? I mean, it's just the power it's of a good, a well-placed comment. <laughs> That's huge. 
Willie. Come on, Willie. Amazing. Great Brilliant. work. Great work, right? Um, but yeah, I think uh, th with Kevin the Carrot and Bernardo's, I think there's a nice association there. And maybe they bring, I, I'm not sure, but maybe they're bringing Bernardo's in a, more of a sales level, um, yeah. which I think is welcome. Did you enjoy this year's part, Willie Jokes, uh, Kevin the Carrot execution? Because it seems to be a theme now where it's like, put Kevin in, in a tail. Yeah. You know, has, has that maybe, has it run its course? Can you want to take Maybe more critical than I was. Uh, I, <laughs> I, um, do you know what? I, I like that they stick to Kevin the Carrot and get Kevin to perform. I think it's well written. I think Jim Broadbent does a lovely read on it. And that back to that, Charm, yeah, and and softness. I think that's great. Uh, I I really really liked them. Yeah, I really liked them. I'd keep running with Kevin the Carrot. Yeah. I think is it System One's best ad this year? Is that the one? I, I think I think it is. Um, obviously it's performing really well for them. Um, and what I do like about what they do is that kind of fresh consistency. Yeah. Um, so he's he's still fluid. He's there every Christmas, um, but in a different way. Yeah. So he's there and continue to, continuing to engage. What I'll also say about Kevin the Coward is he was also there for the Rugby World yes, Cup, right? That was a great. Um, and I thought that was a stroke yeah. of genius um, to bring Kevin the Coward in with Paul O'Connell and yeah. um, engage in that way. So they're making more of him. Um, so, so yeah. Making him work, work hard for work his contract. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But <laughs> just when you're talking about the Bernardos and that aspect <laughs> of altruism, like, there is a job to do as well and, and sell an insane amount of product. Yes. Yeah. And let's not forget that as well, because if you're advertising, your job is to sell stuff, right? Mm. And do it in a really clever, cool way. And I do think that Aldi probably do that mm. in real, because it's full of products everywhere. Yeah. And it describes their products really well. Yeah. Whereas maybe some of the other ads there have a touch of the vulgarness of it. Yeah. Loads of kind of wealthy people having the most fantastic time at their table full of expensive food. Yes. Mm. And it could be like December, early December, and it's exhausting already. Mm. Yeah. The, the pressure of people to... To get consume home. and buy and all, you know, in a difficult spot, you know. Moving away maybe from kind of the, the grocery side of things, I think uh, JD Sports have come out with the non the non Christmas Christmas ad and mm. really kind of it feels really cultural and speaking to kind of that age and generation mm. that love JD Sports, love the yellow bag and the you know carried around. What was your view? I just thought it was um very gritty. It's and very, look, it's treated really well um, for, for that. You know, we all know what, what the director is going for and he's absolutely nailed it. Yeah. And I think it, 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 it reads like a movie trailer. It's really yeah. good. Um, but it's just personally not to my, not to my taste. We all watch the like minute and a half versions, don't we? Because we're in, the, yeah. in this yeah. world where not everybody's going to consume the minute and a half beautiful, elegant, yes. expensive story. Uh, Love the bags, love the yellow, love that. Yeah. Was, like saw the ad twice this morning on the on the drive here and out at home, which is a great thing, uh, which not everybody brings it through. It reminded me a little bit of the Nike Nothing Beats a Londoner. Yes. That kind of yeah, vibe. Yeah. yeah. It's it been described elsewhere as the die hard of Christmas ads. And I think that's probably a good description of it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Kind of a, a wolf in sheep's clothing kind of approach, isn't it? I, I completely agree. The bag, I think, is a um, really clever way of... Because that could have gone off on its own. And I think um, fair play to the client in, in JD to kind of go, no, we've got, how do we weave our yeah. presence into, like that was a big shoot. Yeah. Um, like how many, like it, it goes cut it to does. cut to cut to cut. 
Um, so I'd say that was like a week long shoot and to, to ensure that, you know, the bag, they had a presence in every scene, make it relevant. Um, and tonally, it's it's a, it's a very strong tone. Yeah. Um, and to associate your brand with that, I think is is really strong. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good ad. It's just, yeah, yeah. not to not, my not taste. Your cup, Christmas no. cup of tea. No. Um, <laughs> Christmas pudding. Now let's talk about something. Is, is it a Christmas ad, Emer? <coughs> Rockshore? Is it is it winning Christmas or is it winning Stevenson's Day or oh, Boxing Day? Are you talking about a Stevens Day ad? Yes. Oh, yeah, because yeah. yeah, I think this wins the Stevens Day ad category. category. Yeah, um, Rockshore. Yeah, so this this is an ad that I worked um, with with the Rockshore team in in Diageo. Um, and yeah, look, Rockshore is only a baby. It's only four years old, I think. Um, like if it was a person, it'd be junior infants. Like it's a baby. So um, and as a result, it's it's we're all very lucky to work on it because it's somewhat wet clay still, yeah. and we're having the we're very fortunate to kind of influence it at this stage of its of its brand cycle. So um, we're still kind of manoeuvring it a little bit. But Linda Bradley in there, who's our head of beers, what a title! Oh, I love that. Isn't yeah, it amazing? No. Um, almost as good as your head of beers. I feel like head of beers with Homer feels like head of beers. <laughs> um, yeah. Linda's great. She's done a great job in um, steering the Rockshore brand to be somewhat more distinctive and um, identifiable. And we were, re we, we were really working from that point. Yeah. And I guess we knew Rockshore doesn't traditionally do well at Christmas. It's, it's a very summer, it's a ref very refreshing beer. It's a very summer beer. But we knew we had an opportunity at yeah. Christmas time um, to do something. And um, yeah, given that the, the brand itself is refreshing the Irish and celebrates everything that is refreshing, refreshing the Irish and those refreshing the Irish occasions where um, mates come together and like we all have that levity and yeah. the, the brutal slagging and the crack. Um, it felt like, you know, there were a lot of Christmas insights. There's tons of Christmas insights, but and, and I guess the trick is finding the one that works for your brief. Yeah. And the one that we landed on was, um, you know, I have to spend Christmas Day with my family, but I want to stand, spend Stephen's Day with my mates. And then you land on something like that and you go, God, did we could go so far with this. And I guess no one owns Stephen's Day. And what an underrated day. It's a great day, it's isn't it? Yeah. Especially like, when you're a certain age. When you're in your 20s, probably, isn't it? It's yeah, the best night it's of just, year. A, yeah. There's a feast of football. It is the best night of the day. There's a yeah. feast of football yeah. on. Leopard's Town's on. The sales are on. Yeah. Yeah. The fridge is full. Yeah. Santi's been and gone. The kids are occupied with toys. Um, and there's still roses left in the tin. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like the, one of the best days. Um, and, and the pubs are also open. Yeah. So we thought um, of Rockshore being the, that, that, that brand that celebrates those freshening Irish occasions with mates um, that we should own or try to own. So that was the insight. And then the idea became to unofficially sponsor Stephen's Day. Um, and it became, yeah, and it's, the, 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 the feedback's been really positive. But it, it started off as a let's do something on social. So we, we have a campaign asset um, and our campaign's performing really well for us with, with the guy in the piano. Rocco, we Rocco, call him. Yeah. Oh, he's got, I was wondering because I know him. I know yeah. Luke O'Reilly, and Luke, I'm like, what? Yeah, he has lovely. a name. Yeah, his name's Rocco, um, and he's performing really well for us on TV. And we were like, well, we knew that TV ad would be running, and like, how do we link the two and would do something for social? And um, I guess we said, okay, we we can do something with Stephen's Day. You can sing a Stephen's Day song, but he can't always be taking the piss out of other people because yes. it can't always be well one way street. So who's going to give us Who's going to give 
you know, Rocco a hard time. So enter Ronan Keaton. How did Ronan Keaton come um, out? Just exactly like that. Like, I guess Rocco croons along. I mean, like, who who could croon along yeah. with, with Rocco? And who'd be up for it? Because the challenge with this is um, you can't be the brand that gives it but can't take it and vice versa. So yeah. um, Ronan was up for it. And, and um M and C Sachi, our ad agency, and uh, Guy, who's our CD there, yeah, we pushed him to kind of go, no, you know, really push Ron and see, like, will he take the piss out of himself out, out of that uh, late late show? Oh, God, Get up! Oh yeah, the um, dance, the dance. Yeah. and like and even so... now when you watch that, it's just hilarious. Um, so and Ronan was up for it, He's so we knew we could push it a little bit, yeah. and Ronan. So it's been really well received, so much so that it's we're going to put it on the telly. And um, oh, I didn't know it wasn't on. Yeah. So, okay, so it's only yeah, going to we're go going on the telly, on the telly oh, wow. now in a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, next week I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, thirteen. Um, and what was in? I love the bit where um, Ronan's kind of talking about how often the previous ad was on road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I love that kind of the brand. Like, and maybe we pick up on it more. But like, you know, I've had people say to me, "God, there are actual ads everywhere," and it yeah. was. It was brought in. You kind of did take the piss out of yourselves. A bit, yeah, I think it's nice. important. Like, I think as well, contemporary brands need to do. Like, Rockstar's only four years old. Um, it doesn't have the baggage or the heritage of other beer brands. Yeah. So we 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 kind of have the freedom to be more contemporary in the way we manage our brand. And I think brands these days need to take it as well as give yeah. it. And you were saying that kind of self-deprecation is really welcome um, yeah. from a brand, especially. It's true. The Rockstar. Ad is never off the telly. Never. So let's lean into yeah. that and uh, have fun with it. Sounds like a dream. Like self-deprecation of like thinking of the Simpsons and they would take the piss out of Fox, wouldn't they? Yeah. And let yeah. in the script like a great example of when brands take the piss in a really in jokey way. It, it's class. Mm. And I think Ronan Keating is that semi-divisive Irish character. Mm. He's a bit marmite mm. Um like a really ripe time for him to get in and be self-aware to take the piss out of himself a little bit with yeah. that. So yeah, really clever. Really clever way. Yeah, and the unex like the unexpected bits. I mean, where you throw Luke into the Ronan Late Late Show. Yeah, dance. that was so. Do you know what that was? Gas when he was shooting that because it got to a point where um, Ronan was teaching him. <laughs> no, <laughs> amazing, amazing. <laughs> no way. And he had yeah, uh, it had all going on. It was gas, but yeah, like I and I think um, we were very careful with the the treatment of that ad because we wanted it. We didn't want it to feel highly polished or. Um, like obviously Guinness too Guinnessy or too heritagey yeah, because yeah, it's because it's not. Um, so even at the end, you when you see that when you see the the pints being put down, like they're kind of thrown down the way your barman throws them down, yes. and that's the way yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. It's not this beautifully polished, you yeah. know, crucible being put yeah. in front yeah. of you. Yeah. Um, it was it was just uh, yeah. If it, it feels natural, it feels kind of more um. Not not overly produced, I think, is what we were looking for. Yeah, the autograph at the end. Beautiful. Yeah. Not for Ronan. <laughs> Before we move on from our, our Christmas ads, look at a few other, other things. Anyone that you have, Paul, that we haven't talked about, and maybe there isn't, but any others kind of stand out for you? Uh, the Morrison's ad. Oh, yeah. With uh, the oven gloves. Yeah. The singing oven gloves, mainly because of um, uh, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. Mm. Yeah. The song and is that Starship? Starship, Starship, yeah, Starship. <laughs> so I went down a rabbit hole yesterday of who wrote looking for live performances of Starship on YouTube, singing it at their peak, right? Because wanted because there's so many good lines in it. And then it's written by Albert Hammond. You know Albert Hammond yeah, wrote that with yeah. Diane Warren, who's the dad of one of the fellows in the Strokes. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, listen. Right. Yeah, so went down this whole starship, nothing's going to stop us now, rabbit hole, and then came back to the ad. Uh, I was thinking about the oven gloves and that kind of, there's a lot of conversations, even at Lucky Generals, about how we approach Christmas because not everybody celebrates Christmas in the same way, yeah. depending on your religion and your background. Mm. And what's in the Morrisons is obviously the hero is the oven glove, which everybody mm -hmm. has either yeah. hanging on the oven or somewhere around the kitchen or that. And I thought that was a really clever, cute way in. Um, and the power of the song, which is obviously I'm of a certain age and I love a good 80s banger. Oh, I love a good. I love a good eighties banger, and I'm actually loving at the moment all the McDonald's ads, you know, the Morrison ad. There's loads of eighties tracks being dug yeah. out. I don't know if they're cheaper, cheaper, <laughs> or but I'm absolutely loving it. Bring on Paul Young. Target um, audience, maybe yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Show yeah. me. <laughs> well, yeah, Mar Mar I think Morrison did a, did a nice job on it, and um, again, I don't know if it'll. Stand the test of time or be used again. But maybe that's an example. Whereas, why wouldn't you use oh, that next year? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Emer, any others that you have that we haven't covered? Um, no, I think. Oh, I, I, I give a hat tip to Waitrose. I, I know you don't, you don't like this one, but um, and it's with Graham Norton. Yeah. Another actually eighties track it might be the track that does it for me. Um, music is important. Music is <laughs> important, you, isn't it? Um. Yeah, I think uh, I liked it because tonally I want to be at that party. I think um, and we, when it comes to Christmas ads, we get in, we all get into the, da the danger or the banana skin of just talking about the execution rather than talking about the idea. But executionally, I thought yeah. Wait Rose was was very strong. Um, Graham Norton is in it, but he, and to your point, he adds that lovely charm um, charm to it. But he doesn't it doesn't become the Graham Norton ad. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and, and the only other ad I'd talk about then would be Marks and Spencer's food. Again, like another food, yeah. another food um, ad, but I think they, they just do food so well, like you'd be drooling looking at Wouldn't those you? ads. Yeah. Um, so, and I, and I think sticking with the Dawn French Fairy, they're obviously trying to use her each year. So that's fresh consistency. Yes. Um, and the only thing um, I would say is that, and I'm a big Ryan Reynolds fan, um, I didn't know it was Ryan Reynolds in the yeah. in the mittens, um, so I I don't know why you would get Ryan Reynolds and not show Ryan Reynolds. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, as you said, it might the, be a contractual thing or something. It's all French, you know, where it's not actually her, but it's her. You know, it's her. It's her you face, know, it's her. her yeah. You know, it's her face. Yeah, because yeah, I heard it as well, and I was like, it was actually Rob McElhenney's voice I picked mm, out first. I was right. like, oh, well, that must be Ryan Reynolds then, because mm. you know he's lesser known. It seemed an odd yeah. way to spend your money. Yeah. yeah. Are you wearing Santa socks? Oh yeah. Oh, I've gone all in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you distract with your Air Jordans. It's a good combination, strong combination, uh, Connor. Air Santa. <laughs> yeah, the, probably we haven't talked a lot about ads in Ireland at Christmas and Irish specific ads mm. because there haven't really been any new ads this Christmas. Which... Well, there's Tato. Mr. Tato. Oh, Mr. Tato did. Is that their it. first Christmas ad? I think so. Yeah. 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 I, I, do you want me to talk about that? Yes. Um, I, I I like that. I think the idea is nice. The idea that, you know, Santa wishes for Tato under yeah. his tree, I think is a really strong idea. Um, and, and and it's great to see. And, and what actually what I loved about it was that it's not a packet of crisps under the tree. It's the it's box. that box we buy boxes. and done. Yeah. Um, it's the box that everyone, and, and it takes up the whole of your trolley, yeah. that huge box. And I just thought that's, that's lovely because that's what we yeah. buy at Christmas. Yeah. Um, 
what I would say about it though is like it's such an iconic Irish brand it would have been nice to see kind of more Irish cues brought into it and made it more ownable yeah. um, or given it its place I would say um, but it, yeah no I think it's a, it's a lovely ad I yeah, don't know if you I, feel the same way Complete at the risk of agreeing with you. Yeah, like I mean, we we talk about all the big UK ads, which are probably loaded with bigger populations and therefore massive budgets. And there's probably a budgetary thing with Taylor, despite being one of Ireland's best, strongest, most iconic brands. Um, a lovely idea. What does Santa want for Christmas? He wants Taylor, and the boxes are already in our supermarkets and our shops doing an incredible job and I probably would have liked to just see a bit more of that around the place mm. yeah. and it's, it's probably an executional thing but yeah, fair play to Tato. And I think that's so. one they could run every year. I was going to say build. something and then, you know, But I think, you know, to be fair to the, you know, Irish clients, you know, they haven't gone out and said, well, you know, you know budgetary constraints maybe but like rush to make a new ad. There is a lot of reusing of ads in the market. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Guinness and how mm-hmm. Dunn's used their ads over and mm-hmm. over again. So it's, you yeah. know, there's positives to that as yeah. well. Circular advertising. Circular advertising, yeah. exactly. Um, do you want me to quickly go through the System 1? We did ask System oh, 1 yeah, for yeah, their yeah. top uh, top rated ads to see if there's any we, we did. That's why I have the phone here. Hang on. So we'll, we will go through them. So the most effective UK Christmas ads long term from five to one we do it as that's what I call marketing countdown. Five Marks and Spencers. Uh, in at four, the works. Which, which M&S one? It doesn't say. It could be I the reckon... band, the, the, the one where... The, Hannah. The, Hannah. What, 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 Waddingham? Waddingham, yeah. Waddingham. From Ted Lasso, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Right. She did a lot of ads this year. I think, just a point on that, sorry to interrupt, Oops. but like, I, I feel sorry for advertisers once there's complaints about an ad and some of that got pulled and re-edited. Like, that's such a hard process because of the Christmas cracker looking like the Palestinian flag and stuff like that. My heart breaks a little bit for hardworking creatives, hardworking teams who then have to do something that perhaps not for the right reasons. And um, yeah, they fell foul of that a little bit. Yeah. Very unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. And clearly none. No, completely. I think that that's a good example of that. Marks and Spencer's ad is a good example of a, of an insight that definitely resonated with me, which is, you know, there are a lot of traditions that we all we all don't buy into, um, and you don't have to buy into them. Just be and Elf on the Shelf being one of them. I, yeah, I, I, Elf on the Shelf. I, I that resonates with me. Um, you know, kicking yeah. Elf on the Shelf off the roof. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. <laughs> it's a lovely insight there, and the idea being you do Christmas your way. Yeah. Um, I think is it was strong. I think it fell down in, in execution because I actually had to rewind that a couple of times to actually yes. get it. I, I was lost. I was lost yeah. a bit, yeah. Um, but but a nice idea. Glitzy, which is M and S. Yeah. So mm. that, you know, sparkle is not their thing. Number four is the works. I actually don't know no. what that was. Three Amazon. Yeah. There you go. Two Coca Cola. The trucks. Which, no, the new one. The new one. Yeah. Okay. And then so that's all the Santas. All the Santas doing Santa things. And then number one Aldi. Kevin yeah, Garrett, right? Okay, Kevin amazing. Uh, and then there was fluency ranking, ad brand, brand linkage, and ASDA is top of that list. So, which we mm. we we knew that. Well done, mm. to them. geniuses. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> clever, um, clever. So, before we wrap up, I do want to ask you kind of about the the general review of the year and work that you've loved and enjoyed in 2023. Um, Imran, I'll start with you. 
Um, so we're laughing because I struggled with this one a little, this question a little bit. Um, but I have, um, I do think, and it, and because it's not just this year, I think it started in, in 2022, but I really, um, I really appreciate and commend Bank of Ireland and what they're doing, um, especially with Baz Ashrami oh, yeah. um, and his, they've, he's, He's brought a lovely human, he's humanizing a stuffy bank brand. And I got past um, the Bank of Ireland the other day in, in Sutton and like it has moolah written in front of it. Does it? Like it Brilliant. has Bashas Mami going, come in here for your moolah or teach you about moolah. And like who'd have thought Bank of Ireland would ever stretch that far? Yeah. And I think he's a, he does a brilliant job in humanizing, but adding charm, adding an Irish sense of humor yeah. and uh a kind of adding a wink. Consistency um, to, as well, to, isn't it? They've finance. used them for so long. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And they're doing a, a lovely piece with kids and teaching kids in school how to manage your money. He does, there's a lovely spot on that as well. And I think um, he's been good uh, to Bank of Ireland, yeah. I think. And he's, I, I hope they're going to car stay, stick with him um, because I think he is, uh, he's cutting through. He's very well liked. He's, well liked, he's very yeah. underexposed as well as, as an yeah. Irish um, celebrity. So he hasn't been RTE'd. Yeah, hasn't been RTE'd. <laughs> um, so he's ownable for them. And I think uh, I think he's done a great job in, in yeah, just making them feel more accessible and more democratic. So yeah, Bank of Ireland for me. Okay. Cool. So good creative from this year. Uh, because I live in Dublin and I work in England, I'm going to try to pick an example of each. Uh, the mobile network EE did some lovely ads with music by Block Party. Okay. These epic slice of life and kids using phones at younger age and then linking that to phone safety and what I can do. They were beautifully oh, yeah. executed, really, really lovely creative campaigns. Um, in Ireland, thinking about Shane McGowan yesterday uh, passing away, um, the epic museum did um the boys from the nypd choir the uh, public house agency brought those together to actually make the song for the first time i thought that was lovely really clever and anything so else? the nypd choir were singing galway bay sing which didn't happen originally because it, yeah, in the, galway bay. So they, they were singing sing galway they made bay. it happen yeah so they yeah, they, 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 they made a choir of they they brought a choir together from the NYPD, mm. wasn't it, to, to do a thing that's never been done or never happened because Jane McGann had written it, but it didn't exist. Um, so all the song that's Galway Bay was the same, the NYPD yeah. choir doing it was never a thing. So they made that happen, which I thought was lovely and clever. Uh, the Irish Independent did one, which was written all over Ireland, which had lovely lines of copy woven, weaved, yeah. woven through Irish woven. culture yeah. and different things from Irish dancing to fields to walls. I thought that was lovely. Yeah, I'm a good strong Irish brand nice as well. Nice work. You haven't asked, but I'm going to have to mention one of my favourites from this year. <laughs> was yeah, Connor, not, what's not, your favourite this year? Tell us, Connor. What, what do you well, love? no, because I, I I I loved this and it was so out there and so different. Yorkshire tea, pack your bags for the summer, um, <clears> that <throat> just cracked me up, and I was like, what? I wanted to know where it charted. So somebody in Lucky General. Still on Spotify. Me. If we only knew uh, someone in Lucky General. If, if only. If only. But yeah, fantastic brands, lovely people, offer really strong, consistent strategy and platform. A brand that does things proper, even summer bangers. Yeah. 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 It's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you just general view <clears> on, <throat> I asked this to a lot of people, like the state of the industry, are we doing good work? Are we doing good enough work? Are we being creative enough? Are we being brave enough? Paul? 
Oh, sorry, Emer. It was going to right. be the um, Are we being brave enough? I think we we both come from a company, uh, Paddy Power, which was obviously has a brave reputation, but also a desire to do things and people who are on task with doing things. So it's your job to do six things a year and there's a budget for those six things in the more mischievous realm of, mm. of or You hear agencies saying they're trying to push clients to do brave work quite a lot. Um, we're in a pocket of culture where I think Orlando Wood from System One will say it's a kind of a reformation type of buzz mm. going on at yeah. the moment, coming out of, bouncing in and out of recession, at least two wars going on and mm. all kinds of hassle, right? So it's not easy for brands to go, yeah, if I've got, 100 grand, 150 grand to do something brave, that's going to be the thing. So I don't think there's enough bravery out there, but that's very easy for me to say on this side of it as on an agency side, there's always room for more of it. I do think the standard is good and high. Um, I think humour has made a comeback and is yes. making a comeback. And we see the little bits of darkness and the Christmas mm. advertising and all that. During the review of the Christmas stuff, I was looking back in old Christmas ads. There's one from 2006, which was... The snowman with iron brew. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Like I'm walking on the air. Oh, I'm walking in the air. I'm sipping <laughs> on an iron brew. <laughs> like I'm just that kind of. Um, I'm going to use the word that kind of fuckery. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Dick uh, and taking shots at sacred cows. Yeah, uh, is brilliant. And so that I think there's more humour coming through in the in the sec second half of 2023. And you'd hope that that will go forward a little bit into next year. And I do think the standards high. And I think when agencies are making good work when brands are pushing out more creative work, it's good. The challenge is the big AI conversation. The really infuriating example on LinkedIn, that bastion of taste and sense this week, where somebody had mashed a Hermes bag together with Lego. Mm -hmm. And it got like thousands of likes. And it was another, I think it was like total fake. And that kind of annoys me about creativity. You've got two amazing brands. Hermes is one of the best brands that codifying their brands as are Lego. Yeah. And somebody's just mashed them together and probably infuriated both brands who might have been working for 18 months on different brand partnerships. Yeah. And suddenly somebody comes out with that. And nobody realizes it's a fake thing then and it travels. So that's where the battleground is. Um, democracy isn't for everybody and democratizing creativity shouldn't be for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Almost, yeah. you know, that there's got to be a, a standard on things. Um, and a bit of restraint on what gets out into the world or what's allowed to get out into the world. Yeah, and I think the the value we put on creativity mm. is really important. And I think from client side, agency side, that we can't ever give up on that. We can't ever say that, yeah, it's good enough for, you know, we'll, we'll just use that thing over there because it was mm. cheap. I mean, it's not saying cheap stuff, you know, can't happen and, and, and work, but it's have to value the, the creative mind, the copywriters, the, yeah. you know, all those the amazing human ingenuity people. of things yeah. yeah yeah it reminds me of the of charlie's we never talked about this charlie's, charlie's bar, yeah. bar um which you know was made for how much 700 like, quid 700 yeah. quid um and you see how how that took off virally that and and actually that comes back to your point around creativity you know you don't have to have you don't have to spend millions um to do it you know and that charlie's bar has resonated with people because it's so true you only not, not having a pop is a brilliant ad, but like there's there's not enough payoff at the end yes. for me to feel happy afterwards. And yes. I think yes, um, he's going I, home like alone. I yeah. <laughs> Jamie works on that on um, and yeah, I, I watched that and I cried. Uh, I thought it was so, so sad um, and it left me in a darker place than when I started. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not a brilliant ad. Yeah. Um, and I think 
to your point around creativity, we can we can do that in a much more efficient way. And I think to your point around AI and, you know, the dangers and the threat of it, what I would say is um, if we lean into creativity um, and do it at a kind of more efficient, not throw millions at things, so that we leave ourselves so exposed that yeah. we forget about the creativity um, and rely on AI to do it for us. So. Jeff, Jeff Bezos, wasn't he used to say that constraints breed, uh, breed resourcefulness, wasn't it? And that if you take away the million yeah. quid mm. and give yourself 700 quid, what would you do? It is a great yeah. thing to mm. do. I think with that Charlie's Bar ad, I think it was when the dog jumped up on the, on the seat that yeah. the emotional spike went through. Yeah. System yeah. One. This is not sponsored by System One. They have their own <laughs> bloody podcast. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> this is, that's what I call marketing. It's not the uncensored uh, CMO. <laughs> Cantar's not bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just for balance. We throw them all in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a great chat with Mary Curie Caddy. Um, anything else just thinking ahead to 24 that you're kind of excited about in, in the world of marketing? Um, no, we're launching a new mobile phone network into the world at the agency oh, wow. next year. That's pretty exciting for us. Uh, the Olympics for me, like, you know, that whole battleground between official sponsors and unofficial yeah. sponsors and who yeah. messes with that is kind of maybe a much needed happy time. There's a football tournament next year, which England yeah. mm -hmm. may or may not do well at. I'm like, pretty excited about that. And sadly, yeah. Ireland are not at the races anywhere to be seen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm unexcited about that. Um, and that's it. The girls are doing well. Um, girls are doing great. The girls are doing great. So, yeah, there could be something there for us. But we spoke about this um, earlier on. I think what got everyone really excited in the last few weeks um, was you 2 in the sphere mm. and what they have done for entertainment and kind of pushed the envelope on. And I'm excited to see, because um, there's talk of a sphere being built in London oh, and yeah. that kind of experience. I think experiential music um, is going to come on leaps and bounds. Um, and I think that was really, and I know you've been there, Paul, so tell us all about it. But I think, yeah, that, that really excited me, that innovation in gigs in music yeah. um, and and for you to suddenly be the most relevant band in the world again um, yeah. was amazing for them so so yeah that's what I'm excited about yeah that was where that goes amazing yeah. amazing well, listen thank you both so much for being here today to talk all things Christmassy we didn't get too macro on anything else, <laughs> so, or political or anything so keep we our did, jobs we did keep well our we jobs. Did don't well. get fired um, well that's it for this episode of That's What I Call Marketing hope you enjoyed our Christmas rundown uh, thanks again to today's sponsor, The Indie List, where you can get more of the seasonal hires you need uh, at any time of the year, really, just definitely this time of the year. And they will hire fast, speedy, efficiently. Of course, the brilliant Una and Peter there, they're so sound. With they, charm. With they, charm. With charm and soundness. Yes. Soundness. Um, so check out theindielist.ie and let Una and Peter fill your Christmas stocking with the best talent around. I'd never make a copywriter. That's, I, I should use AI for this the next time, shouldn't I? Uh, thanks to our wonderful host here, uh, TVWA, amazing venue for us to use. We're really grateful. And finally, a massive thanks to the brilliant uh, talent Rob Trelor and Eamon at Oranges and Lemons 
who came in, set up, filmed all of this um, for us and made us look deadly. Um, they even put hair on Paul Mallon. <laughs> <laughs> like, which I haven't seen since 88. So, <laughs> so you can check uh, them out for any of your production Ooh. needs on orangesandlemons.ie. That's it. Thanks for listening and watching. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, rant, share, etc. So until the next episode, from me, your host, Connor Byrne, thanks very much. Thank you.